Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. (laughs) Yes. We're back in the saddle again. We are in chairs, my friend. In the saddle again. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. Ben hanging out with Henry. Thank you all so much for coming out to our live shows all over Europe. You guys were wonderful. The food was good. The beer was cold and the people were awesome. You're getting better. Absolutely. And I gotta say, I love this land. Other than God uh, bless the USA. The immediate stress of, again, yeah. being under constant surveillance, pos- surveillance and, and then the possibility of being blown yes. away by Very a moron so. with a shotgun. Also, for the first time, we got to be, uh, we used facial recognition to get us on the airplane there coming out of LAX, which was interesting. What? Yes, we had. They, I didn't show any ID. They just said, "Show your face," and I was like, "This one." They're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Mr. Kissel, go aboard." So I have no idea what's going on. I don't even remember that. Hmm, interesting. Was Very I much. drugged or am I hammered from the plane? <laughs> I do not know. Uh, but this week, man, there's one thing we have been missing in the Europa. Yes. In Europa, because they don't do spooky. Right? Not, not really. nearly because as much as we do. They're just spooky in general. They are. And they got a lot of guys in top hats walking around. You don't know if it's a ghost or just a very pale man. Which is also kind of just a ghost, isn't it? As far as I was concerned, because a lot of times they look. The thing about, because you can see it in Marcus's skin. Oh my God, he fit right in. I actually. He really did, because he's got that tombstone skin. That's what they all look like. They all look like ghouls. Absolutely. Of course, that's why Marcus loves his dirt. British blood, because he's full, full British blood. Of course, and there's nothing better than a little dirt bath. We'll get to a dirty man here in a second. Well, as a matter of fact, we weren't going to lead with it. But anyway, long story short, the dirtiest man, he's 96 years old. They forced him to take a bath, and now he's dead. Well, this shows, when it comes down to it, people will say that you're wrong. Right? How many times people How tell me? How many times? People tell me every day in email form, Henry, you're wrong. You're wrong. And guess what? You know what? Sometimes my wrong makes me right. Absolutely, because your body is used to it. Your body just gets used to being flagrantly wrong for as mm-hmm. long as humanly possible. Yes, the world's dirtiest man. Also, he dies at 94 of a bath. So, I mean, he just barely, barely meet the, meet, met oh, the yeah. queen's age. 
of 96. Man, I feel like, you but, know what's sad is because they put right here, you know, his name's Amu Haji. They called him Uncle Haji. Um, and apparently one time he was, because he lived in Desga, I believe. I don't know how to pronounce that. This sure. is a village in the southern province of Furs. Now, this mm-hmm. is down, I believe, this is in Iran. It's in Iran. Um, and he, uh, a lot of complicated issues happening there. Well, he really did. And the sad thing is, he said he didn't bathe, quote, because of emotional setbacks in his youth. I bet. Yes. I can so, see. I mean, that's why you got to soft pants. Absolutely. Because it's trauma that has now become, you have to now treat your legs more kindly than your parents treated you. ABC, always be cozy. So anyway, well, this so does here, go to show you sometimes you're doing it right, even if they tell you you're doing it wrong. Absolutely. every Almost every single time because he had a staunch stance. Staunch stance. I do love that he was Yes, he he. It was a political position. He didn't want to have talk, one. We talk about you know what we talk about hmm. our global footprint. Very little global footprint. No water. He would actually do great in Los Angeles. Technically, this is Los Angeles's dream. No more bathing. You look at me. Oh, you say I'm a stinky boy. You are. You. Oh, yeah. Well, how about me saving you enough water so you can have your oh. avocado toast. Uncle Haji was a footprint. Okay. Um, and he uh, he he was against bathing, right? But against a group of people, they fucking they forced him. They like tried to force him. Monster. It's fucked up though because the first time they tried to force him, they put him in a car, and apparently he's like, "I will not bathe. I will not bathe." And then he escaped the car, and then they're like, I guess he just turned into dust, and he they couldn't re- find him. He just crawled underneath a pile of leaves. He literally rolled out of the car like Walter from The Big Lebowski. I'm rolling out because he refused to bathe, and now again, did he die because? he was 94 maybe mm. but we also know for a fact it was 60 days after he had a bath so also means soap shock which also means he did have 60 days to get re-dirty so i hope he died doing a little bit of what he loved think about this you know what i mean i take wendy for fucking like the 95 dollars trip to the fucking groomers right to, to, to clean a seven you really pound dog you can you can just put her in the tub they just the sink. I, it's a whole thing okay right? it's just they get there and then all of a sudden because now they do it right now she's used to it she doesn't remember. We don't have children. Okay. And so she's washed, right? But the thing is, as soon as she gets home, she immediately starts covering herself in dirt. Absolutely. Because she just wants to be dirty. She's a little Uncle Haji. Absolutely. And you know, would you believe that Haji died unmarried? Which is You know what? To be honest with you, I am a little bit shocked because there is a there's a there's a top tolerance. for every lid. Then there's a tolerance. There's and a there garbage, is, there's a lid for every garbage can. There really is. And I could have seen him finding love. But again, I think he was deeply traumatized by, oh, I don't know what could have happened in Iran that would have been traumatic over these last ninety-four years. They took away his bikinis. Oh. Do you remember that? I do remember they that. Do that. A lot but- of work needs to be done in Iran. And thank you to Travis and uh, Fernando for handling the conversation with Sina Gosnaby so yes. well on Abling and Stop Out. We're back to our normal schedule in the next episode. 666. Yes. But anyway, speaking of evil. Yeah, let's get evil. All right. So we have a couple of spooky stories today. It's the Halloween season. It's oh, so nice it. again. Oh, I'm, by the way, you know what I'm having trouble with? What? I got my big and tall Halloween costume. Mm. It ain't being delivered. Why? You have to, they expect you to go get it, but you're big and tall. Why would they think you would run to the store? You know what I got going on? What? I got a Care Bear costume. Right? That's very funny. The one with the heart. Oh, yeah. I can see you raging hard with well, the I Care mean, Bear it'll costume. It'll be funny. The, the costume is actually when I'm so hammered as the Care Bear. That's when it's That's going to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, these motherfuckers have refused to deliver it. And they refuse to jump it over my fence. It's a four-foot fucking fence. Just put it over there, but don't even get me going out. Why wouldn't they deliver it? I don't know, buddy. But anyway, let's go Are on. we going to do a tweet storm? No, I'm just going to, I'm shouting out my window. Honestly, that's what I'm going to be doing. That's the real tweet storm. But they know for a fact it's a precious 
Halloween costume, and I have the feeling they oh want God, to deliver no it. They want to deliver it on Tuesday, oh, a yes. day after Halloween, and they're just gonna laugh and laugh. Well, I, actually, I am looking for a makeup artist. If somebody wants to hit me up at side stories lpotl gmail.com, I need a last minute makeup job. So if you have a random that, makeup artist come over to your house, I mean, I don't fucking know. Fantastic. I don't know. If you prove yourself. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but prove yourself. You send a timestamp. I'm a makeup artist. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> yeah, fuck. I'm buddy. Done. I'm done. Um, but now, mm. it's time to get a little spooky, okay? Because we've been here, we've, it's been so long. It's been it so is. long. And so this first part, it gets a little, technically, this is a little bit more on the sexual side. Saucy ghosts. Yes. Now, as we know, ghosts, they tend to reach out. I guess so in a People, sexual we, manner. I have gotten many emails over the years, many emails from extremely horny women. That have talked about having sex with ghosts. Right. right. And it seems to be a thing, right? It's a sexy ghost thing. We don't understand. They're out there. They're yeah. getting plowed by these ghosts. I think it's because their husbands aren't cutting the mustard. It's possible or their husband's doing so good that they want the sex to continue, but the husband's got to go to work. He's got to work. In order He's got to go to Afghanistan. Be an American hero or someone who works with oil. Yeah, so it's conning people out of their hard-earned resources. Really good work. So now this isn't... Gainesville, Texas. Which I like because usually we hear these stories about sexy ghosts rarely in Texas. So really? you know this is a masculine ghost. You got the big old belt buckle. You got the nice shoes. Salisbury steak. Every time you put one out, there's a little bite taken out of it. My question is this. Disgusting. I actually don't think that Texas is a very sexual place. It oh, Texas like is a very dry place. I must disagree because the one thing we learned from Marcus's wedding is that the Texan dances. The Texan dances. But that's where and they get I, their sexuality and their vulnerability out. The hats are too tight. I think that that's where they begin the... I actually am going to push back. I think Florida might be sexless. Texas, I think that they're doing a lot of very bizarre sexual activity. I think Florida, I've seen a lot more open tit, but that's less true. public sex. Right. Okay, anyway. Well, what was your question? Ghosts. Great. Isn't one of the horrible things that we have as a human, uh, in the human condition that we're forced to be stuffed into in our in our meat vessels? This meat vessel, yes. The need for sex, the demand almost for sex, the, the, uh, the primal urge for satisfaction sexually. I don't mind but being as, horny. Yes, but as a ghost, wouldn't it be nice for just to get a little reprieve? I don't know, because sometimes that ordinariness is the last thing that makes you feel human. Tell me about it when I'm in a depression. That's when I know when I'm in a depression, when I'm in a depressive state, but I can still get it up. It's the light at the end of the boner. Absolutely. Um, now, this is in Gainesville, Texas. It is a hotel where I believe it was like a house she was letting out. There was a woman had a uh, by the name of Linda Hill mm. who was trying to get people to stay at her home. Now, she she'd rented out. And she said the problem is that she couldn't get people to stay for longer than six months. That's the longest tenant that she had. That's a pretty long tenant, and, but OK. But the reason why was they all said the same thing. This house is haunted. And she said, all right. Whatever. I don't believe any of you. I think all of you are a bunch of mm -hmm. muckrakers. Sure. I think you guys are a bunch of finaglers. Absolutely. Right? And you're trying to get out of your deals. All right. So I'm going to stay in the house myself, and I'm going to see just how fucking haunted this house is. And it this turns is out- a very sexy version of House on Haunted Hill. Oh, yes. It's the house- On Horny Hill. House on Horny Hill. So the house in question. Now, this is, in, this is Gainesville, Texas. Uh, now, this was the, all uncovered by the WFAA news station down in Texas. And, you know, the um, WFAA news station is doing some of the greatest ghost research of any news station. And I am just so happy that there's nothing else going on in the great state of Texas for them to focus on. Because let's be honest, this house on Denton Street, woo-wee. There's a lot of stuff going on. I actually don't mind this one. I think that, honestly, this is good ghost reporting. So mm -hmm. the woman decided to move back into her home, and she said, whatever, all right, so we'll see what happens. And so one night, 
Now, Linda Hill, she's on the other side of the hill. But well, still, maybe. You know, you never know. She's still looking fresh, but she went to take a shower. She right? went to take a shower, you know unlike that man. Just imagine in your mind, okay? Your Nana. She's not your Nana, but somebody else is looking at her. This sexually. is, again, why gilfs are all over your Instagram because Just you fantasize saying. about elderly women and having sex with them, which is nothing wrong. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong. I'm trying, wrong with that. We've all seen Harold and Maude. I'm trying to make the audience feel this, okay? So mm-hmm. you smell that old that old shoe smell, right? Like you go like to your grandma's Cozy. house, but you think it's sexy. Mothballs. Right? You're like, ooh, mm, mothballs. That means those dresses need to come out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, I need to rip those dresses off that woman because they'll be threadbare because they've been filled, they've been yes. slowly been bitten by moths. So maybe now there's holes in the dresses where I can see her breasts. Wow. And right? whatever fragrance uh, the Home Shopping Network is selling that year, which is always interesting. Uh, sawdust. Yes. Um, and so she goes in there. She's taking a shower. She's all suds up, probably with that orthopedic soap that keeps your skin on you. As you should. And then all of a sudden she heard a voice as clear as day that said, looking good. Looking good. And she said she thought it was her husband saying, you haven't looked at me for years. Like she she, she, she yelled at her husband, right? Being like, ah, okay, you're looking at me. Why you can't put your your money where your mouth is? And then the husband's like, who the fuck you talking to? From outside, right? right. Because well, the husband now cannot be jealous of this ghost. How is he going to fight no, the he, ghost? Come no, at he, me, ghost. The There's husband's no way, to... way more like, all right, you fuck her. Well, absolutely having fun with it again. She says she saw, quote, a dark figure on the other side of the curtain. And as Henry said, yeah, whispered, looking good, which does make me think that this ghost, suave guy, nice dude, well, regular. Well, usually the ghost says something a little bit more cryptic, like, get me out of here. Get out of which here. Which is a nice looking good. Yes, but this is, it kind of goes farther, right? Because she said the tenants, she now, once she heard it herself, she was like, all right, I'll believe. And so she opened the house up. She called it the Hill House Manor mm. and she opened the house up to paranormal investigators. Should have called it the house on Horny Hill. I mean, she's not uh, in marketing. <sighs> Come on. And so they put out, like they started going and doing ghost hunts and they said they were picking up EVP of even more dirty talk in the house. Now, they, was the dad just watching Pornhub I really loud in the basement. Or maybe he couldn't figure out how to work a Bluetooth mm-hmm. and it's just zip zapping over several different speakers throughout the home. By the uh, way, don't don't worry. The Pope did just come out and say nuns and priests watch porn. So we're uh, we covered that. It's fine. Good. 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 They're the stars cover. of half of the goddamn stuff we watch. So yeah, I mean, they want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but these ghosts kept saying stuff like, you know, uh, oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tell oh me more. baby. Yeah. Mm. Right. And then like, oh, they baby. said, heard one ghost distinctly say, yeah. I like it like that. Wow, it's I like it like that. Oh. And um, it turns out that the house, so she did some research into, like, what, where did this house come from? It's a former brothel. Oh, okay, former bord- bordello. So with- people be fucking in there when they live, but now that when they're dead, they continue to fuck. Well, it also sort of seems like a horrible horrible conundrum because judging by what the ghosts are saying, they seem to be immensely horny, which tells me that they have not been able to ghost ejaculate, which seems like number one, they get a ghost refund. Paxil. Paxil. Number two, you may get a couple of free drinks on the house yeah. or to, your time that, is up and you got to get out of here. That really must how it feels if you're deep into like, well, you you know, you're obviously you're medicating your mental health. But then like a lot of times you you fuck for, for like a long, long time. Sure. right? Do you begin to feel like a ghost? Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Well, it can certainly hollow you out a little bit, can't it? So there's a 19 foot well underneath the living room. Now, this is where the, a lot of there's a lot of speculation that that is indeed a portal to the other side of a series of horny, horny 
ghosts. Now, we've covered a lot of horny ghosts on this show before, right? And it does come up time to time again. And you guys, everybody obviously is not that impressed by horny ghosts at this point, right? No, because not always. they're everywhere and they're and they are sexy. I do like the idea of going to like if you went to the red light district in Amsterdam with like and the idea is that if you went and then one was like all empty but it just had ghost like floating sex boobs. workers that'd oh, yeah. be fucking awesome. That'd be a lot of fun. Supernatural delights. Well, uh, yes, I, I, how do you pay them? What That's do they the best want? Part. That's the best part, Gizmo. Hmm, they probably want something ghostly, like a ghost cake or something kind of old. Well, a lot of way. times they want their bones resituated to hollow ground. Ooh, much like the creation of Herman Munster in what I have to say is a fantastic film, The Munsters by Rob Zombie. He it ain't did, bad. He did humor really well. He was, and it really was not bad. And also, Deadstream on Shudder hmm. was fucking fantastic. All right. The effects and stunt work of that movie was amazing. It's so good to be back watching horrors, watching my horror movies mm. again. I got my little stories on. I'm watching nice. Terrifier 2 tonight. It's good. I'm going to get scared because I, we have to clean the palate. We do. After watching the new Halloween. Oh, which wow. we, we have nothing we, nice I don't want to get... We have nothing nice to say. We have nothing to say. No. It's been in drama camp. We used to, there was a term that we called, it's called save it for the bus. Save it for the bus. Yes. I like that. And then they, and there you don't are, want and you know what? I will say something. Because nice we have friends. Say. I will say something nice to say. There was a kill uh, that was very fun involving, um, there was a, there was a. Don't ruin record. it. It's the only one that was good. That was the only real good hey. kill. All right. Live from your grave. Hi, I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And I'm MJ. And I'm Holden from the Page 7 Podcast, and we're going on tour! That's right, we're touring all up in this motherfreaking country. Well, fake cursing so whatever, Jackie. Just say the filthy F word already. Ooh, we will say the filthy F word when we come to your town. First up, we'll be in Austin and Dallas, Texas on November 17th and 18th, respectively. Or disrespectively. Good Lord. For ticket links and more details, visit lastpodcastnetwork.com. That's right, lastpodcastnetwork.com. Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser present Release the Butthole Cut. Wait, that's really what we're calling the tour? Absolutely. Release the Butthole Cut. For more information, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped 
egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, well, so let's now move on. I want to do, and this is an actual, this is truly creepy. This is a really good one, and it's going to take a little bit to to roll up. All right. So now this is another ghost story. This is another ghost story okay. for Halloween. This is a this is a a listener submitted story that is real. And it, I, when I first read it, it the fucking hairs on the back of my neck, which you know how heavy they are. I know. This is a whole back of hairs. So I just like I I look like a horny little porcupine. Okay. Well, just before you do that, just really quickly, thirty second story that I want to tell everybody just about love. A college student rented a plane for a date, and then he died walking into the propeller. So you just got. I mean, again, be careful. Be Keep careful. your head on a swivel because you're all full of love, and you know what love makes you it makes you distracted. Isn't that sad? And that's why it's it's hard because you want to keep your eye on the prize, especially as a young man. And you know now he's dead. Oh, very sad. Oh, right. he made himself. A ghost. Oh. And then maybe she could suck his dick. Oh. In the, in the afterlife. I don't know. We just don't know, do we? Get a very, Ouija board. Very sad story. Okay, here we go. Now, this story is not made up, according to our <laughs> listener. And I and I do think it's interesting, but I like you might need to go through. So I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce a cast of characters and then just make sure you're following along. Okay. Right? Now I'm gonna this is all the listeners written. This is all the listeners writing. Okay. I will only use first names in this tale mm. to protect the identity of those involved. First names will be accurate as I have known this family my entire life. And if I start making up names, I will get lost. <laughs> Which is smart. That's All right. Good. I correct. like it. Sure. Right. All right. I have to tell you, there's two stories I have to tell you first in order to get to the one that I'm writing about. Wow. All right. So here's the family. Now, this is the family that lived next door to his house when he grew up. It is Pat, his best friend. Okay. Pat's older brother, Jake, the younger sister, Allison, mm. mother, Cheryl, 
Father Peter, but they also had foster kids. Okay. Right? So they had a foster sister named Jennifer, and most importantly, a foster brother named George. All right. So we got here, we've got three natural kids, two parents, two foster kids. Starts part one, the house. Now this is an, I have no idea how to pronounce it. And you know what? This is because we've, we've tried to learn in England, but when it comes to Massachusetts, they just make shit up. They make it all up. And so this is, it's I'm a gonna, dead language. It is Taunton, Massachusetts. Now the house in question is the place I spent most of my childhood. My parents were childhood friends of Pat's. And that turned into an early life and lifelong friendship ever since I was in diapers, right? Pat's okay. family. Okay, gotcha. Right? So those two families were best friends. And so he grew up with these kids right next door. There was always something wrong with the house, as far as I can remember. There was always strange noises, feelings of being watched, seeing strange things were, were a common occurrence in the house. And his friend, uh, Jake, unfortunately took the brunt of the the brunt of the horrors during their childhood. Okay. Right? So this is the older brother, right? To the point that he had pushed a dresser in front of the, a stairwell door that led to his room on the second floor because he didn't want to see, quote, that old lady anymore. Oh, my goodness. Right. Now, what did she ever do to you? She was... Hey, hey, I remember when milk was only 25 cents. Aww. It's like, shut up. I, I, I don't want to hear about the depression anymore. I do remember that. It's though. called the depression for a reason. Now, I'll elaborate later on her instance. Now, he was tormented by this old woman on so many occasions that he opted to move his room to a finished part of the basement. And that would prove to be a mistake. Hmm. The next few years were filled with night terrors, sleep paralysis, and shadow figures. Eventually, it got bad enough that he moved out, he got an apartment, only to lose it all. His whole life fell apart, and he ended up back in the basement. And he said, he said now the guy, now this is the writer, he, said, he says, I saw this old woman one time, hmm. but it was enough that I never went into that basement alone again. I was looking for Pat and Allison, and I figured they might be down in Jake's room. Upon entering the basement, I found it empty, except for a few noises coming from the laundry area. Okay. Thinking it might be them, I started walking over. And that's when I saw her. An old, rotten-looking hag. Mm. And th that's mean. Because well, old women are still viable. Yes, but I mean, in this case, it's a specter. It's a ghost. I mean, she might be a little bit spookier. Cover my bases just in case she shows up. Very nice. Yeah. Now, she was shaking. While walking, like something out of a ring movie. Well, she needs her Ovaltine. Just moving really surreally, right? And she had big yellow eyes <gasps> and bony hands huh. like a demon. She turned to look at me. Yes. And I bolted up the stairs uh -huh. as fast as possible. Never again to return to that basement. I could go on about all of the creepy shit that went on in that house. But for the sake of making this, uh, making it on the show, I will end this section here with this. The house was a classic you are, get the fuck out. You need to get the fuck out of here. But they were all stuck because they were fucking house rich and money poor. Absolutely. That's a, that's a, that's when you hear the ads for reverse mortgages way, way too loud in your head. Don't yeah. do it. Never do it. They're, you're going to end up without a home at all. But I'm just going to say, set some tea out for this elderly woman sure, as he calls know. a hag. I think perhaps gauge how old she would be. Gauge what era she most likely liked best. Turn on. Leave it to Beaver. Oh, you wouldn't small, that be nice? Uh, who, just do something Put for something. her once. Who's Wapner. helping the ghost? Wapner. Wapner would have helped her. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So the thing is, around the time I was eight, they started adopting foster teens. And, th- and there were plenty that came, got love and support that they needed, and went off to college or work and make room for the next Well, that team, is fantastic. Right? You it's saved really, a lot of lives, and thank you for doing it. It's really that. wonderful. And it was a great thing they did, and they helped a lot of good people. But then there was Jennifer, and everything changed. So part two, Jennifer. Uh-huh. Now, I was about 10. They adopted Jennifer. Jen was the second to last foster kid that would ever step into Cheryl and Pete's home. She was 18, beautiful, smart, heading in a good direction. She was always fun and sunny. And to be honest, my older brother, I think he had a crush on her as they were around the same age. It happens. Oh, it's projection. Right? That is, that's pure and utter conjecture. Conjecture. Right. Now, the only hearsay. thing. Who's that? Here's that. Now, the only thing she had going against her was living in that house, specifically on the bedroom on the first floor. Now, for some Mm. reason, that was the room that so many of the foster kids had had bad experience in with unexplained entities, a hot spot. (gasps) She was there for a few years, always creeping us out younger than her, the other younger kids than her, with the creepy stories that she had to offer about that room. About two years in, she made a classic move, a classic dumb move, uh-huh. right? And she got a Ouija board. Uh-oh. And not a Parker Brothers mass-produced toy, but an old wooden one from the local random flea market. Now, not sure how many times she used it, but I do remember the last time. It's like I remember the last time like it was yesterday. Okay, cool. We were helping her do some spring cleaning a few weeks before she was headed off to college. Now, she had opened a drawer on her nightstand, holding the board, staring at it. And broke it in half over <gasps> her knee. Oh, no. Then she threw it in the trash. Now, Pat and myself both witnessed this and said nothing about it, continuing to help her clean the room so that the next foster would have a nice blank slate in the next weeks. It was very right? sweet, and I'm happy that she was going off to college, much like Bo Jackson used to break a bat over his, or, uh, his knee. Very easily. Very easily. It seems like she did. Ooh, Just the same. Now, cut to a few board. days later, uh, she found it under the mattress while flipping it. Now, we, they found it, right? They, they were playing 007. She, we came to the room to see what she's holding, the Ouija board in her hands, and it is not broken anymore with no tape or glue, right? And they were all freaked. We, everyone was freaked out, right? And then because the, the older, more rational one, the Jen, she calms down. She says, okay, okay, it's okay. It's okay. I'll take it with me to college, and I'll freak out my roommates, right? Huh. Jump ahead to the day she leaves. She loads up the car and heads out for Boston University. Ouija board is packed in the car, and she drives away. She never made it to her dorm. She was killed in a car accident <gasps> on the way, and the reason for oh, the wreck was never disclosed. Very sad. She was a sweet soul cut short, and it will never leave our memories, That's right? very sad. But this is the reason why he thinks this might have something to do with what happened in the house. Is the next part, which is part three, George. Now, George was a beast, according to him. He weighed in around 270, nice, right? good Six dude. That's my five. side. Yeah, good dude. That's a big guy. Wait for you. It's coming for you, Kissel. Fantastic. You're next. This I'll is going to happen. Okay, great. Now, he was, he, was, he was jacked, right? He was built like an NFL linebacker, according to him. He was super cool. You know, he was like, his big thing was made sure the family was safe. Nice. Good you know dude. Which is nice because big guy. That's why I fucking breed you. I remember that's what my mother told me a very long time ago with my size. I must protect the little ones. That's when I've, I'm always thankful, right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, he was a nice guy to be around, but honestly, he was kind of scary to cross, right? Because he's kind of, he's really intense. He probably you know, he got was, some deep trauma in his sure, life. Yeah, yeah, he was all fucked up. And he was family as far as we were concerned and us to him. Now, he stayed in Jennifer's room for about a year. And then the house finally took its toll. <gasps> now, I remember the first day he changed. 
Me and Patrick woke up after a long night of playing 007 GoldenEye. And Dude, I remember that stuff. Yeah, remember that when you were like, it's just like real life. Oh, yeah. This I is can, fucking this the is It's like I've stepped into a room with Pierce Brosnan. Are graphics ever going to get any better? I don't think so, dude. It's like Sky Fox. Exactly. Like, this is incredible. Crash Bandicoot? What? Um, so we went, down to make Sarah, we, we went downstairs to make our favorite breakfast. A whole loaf of bread toasted with butter. Anyway, I get it. We just spent time in England. That's all you Okay. Now, we peered out the window to see George sitting in the garden, cross-legged, as if meditating. All of a sudden, he springs up to his feet, walks over to the basketball hoop, the kind with water or sand at the bottom to hold it down, jumps up, grabs it by the rim, and throws it like a toothpick across the yard. Cool guy. Big guy. Right? Real scary. Now, needless to say, we were afraid of him for the first time, and we ran upstairs, right, in Patrick's room to listen to music for a little bit until the rest of the family was awake, And the, right? By that time, he was normal, but we were still kind of looking at him like, all right, what's fucking wrong well, with just this just throw a basketball right? hoop. I mean. But over the next two weeks, he was not himself, arguing with Cheryl and throwing things around. Now, a few days later, right before dinner, he walked in the living room with a raw steak and slapped Patrick in the face with it. <laughs> that's just funny. That's fun. That's just funny brother stuff. That's brother, that's brother stuff, right? That's good stuff. He said, do you see what they want me to do? Do you see what they want me to do for them? Well, now that's scary. Then he just walked away and went to his room. It was weird and unsettling. Was it grill the steak? I, probably. Okay. I think that's what they were probably saying. Like <laughs> He thinks they're saying kill. Grill the steak. No, grill. grill. We love it. We're hungry as shit. Grill right. the steak. So a few days well, out. I wonder if that's true. If you grill a steak and all the smoke that comes off of it, I wonder if that's like a steak for a ghost. I mean, that would be incredible. I hope mm. that works for me. Yeah. Now, a few days after that happened, the house was full and it was a Sunday morning. The smell of smoke awoke Allison, and she stepped to the top of her stairs as all of the bedrooms were on the second floor besides George. She ran to wake her parents and her brothers so that they may escape safely from what is now a burning house. Oh, no. It turns out that George, just a few minutes before, had poured a can of gasoline on himself oh. and set himself on, on, the, on the couch on fire. Jeez. And then he set himself on fire, right? No, this is in the middle, basement of the house. The family raced out of the second-story window. Uh, they, they they rolled out is that at a slope that wasn't so far off from the ground, and the stairs were beginning to be engulfed in flames. No. Everyone made it out of the house, and as they turned the corner in the, in the driveway, there was George. He had sat in the fire until this time. His oh. flesh was smoking and melting off of his muscles, ah. which may have been cooked enough to eat. He was wielding two kitchen knives, and he looked right into Patrick's eyes and said, What's the matter, bro? Don't you love me anymore? Then he began stabbing no! himself in the stomach and the chest. Needless to say, this messed Pat up. Well, yes, right? because Pat says, I do love you, but I would appreciate if you weren't on fire stabbing yourself. Dude, and the fire department finally showed up along with the police officer and George immediately rushed to the first truck, tried to stab a firefighter. This is all wild. What? Until he was blown off his feet by a fire hose. They had to fucking hit him with the fire hose. Oh so they just stayed, like, fucking knocked him down. And he got these, they didn't know. He somehow lived, right? He stayed for years, and now he's released. He's out. He lived. But there was an article um, that said that this happened. There's an article that, like, so there, there is proof. Yeah. That it, and you could see it. The article, uh, the headline is, Taunton, Massachusetts firefighters confronted by knife-wielding man at fire scene. It was a 19-year-old kid. His, melt, his skin was melted off of his fucking face, and he literally was still attacking himself. And just the idea of, like, that, <sighs> that is from a horror movie. The, what's the matter, bro? Don't you love me anymore? And then starts fucking stabbing himself. Dude, that is absolutely horrible. Ape shit. But I guess in the end, they they subdued him and they, he spent some time. Uh, I guess he was like in. Uh, they moved him to another foster home. 
Well, I hope he's okay, and uh, my goodness gracious, what a creepy tale that is indeed. I'm happy that family was able to help out so many children, but it does seem like there might be a negative energy in the home, and hopefully it's gone now that the house burnt down. It was very, very creepy, man. I, wow. I, I God, I wish I could live in a haunted home. Yes. Rise from your grave. A roast as dark as the night, perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling. Like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it, and she loved it, and she wore it when we went on vacation, and my own, did everybody come around being like, Where'd you get that piece, you beautiful woman? And I was like, stop talking to my wife. She's spoken for. You can see it with the Blue Nile. Bling, she's got honor. Right now, get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. That's Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right, my job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. 
I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. And, oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet. Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it. And it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with your seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. Well, all right. Well, just one final story that's slightly lighter than that. Well, I also have another good scary story. Let's do one palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> There's a there was a woman. You know what? You know what? We'll do one more. Yeah, we can do one more. But there was a gal that were gonna evict her, right? Yeah. Um Oh yeah. And then this is also in Massachusetts, and she said, You ain't gonna evict me. And then she uh unleashed a swarm of bees on it's the deputies. Bees! <laughs> it's thousands of bees. Your weapons are useless against them. I don't know uh, why this woman was being evicted. And How honestly, she control the bees. Well, I think that they weren't being controlled. They mm. were just simply upset. That's my fucking dream, dude. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. I can't wait till I have caches of bees. She, and it's like, that's what a good trap because people show is. up and then everybody freaks out. They're all like, like running is. around and shit. And just naturally, like all my, cops shooting at the bees. My heart will go out to people being evicted because who knows why she was being evicted. But anyway, probably uh, because of the bees. Could be she donned a beekeeper suit and placed a tower of bees near their home's that's entrance. Incredible. And, uh, that's a fucking, that's killdozer level. And then uh, upon arriving, the deputies presented the scene and uh, they were present at the scene. And then Woods uh, allegedly responded, oh, you're allergic? Good. Yeah. Because one of the guys said, I'm allergic to bees. Release the bees! Much like Tommy Boy. Uh, boo, buddy, I'm allergic to bees. Oh, uh, yeah, let's get out of here. So neither... I'm the queen bee. I'm their master. Yes, according to the sheriff, Nick uh, Kachi, he says, I support people's rights to peacefully protest. I support it. What... As soon as you start releasing the bees. Yep. Yep, indeed. He says, when you put people in danger, I promise you, you will be arrested. So she was arrested. Um, No word yet on she if she's going to be able for... to... Uh, they arrested the her house. for the bees? Yeah, it turns out it's a massive crime. Massive crime. What, yeah. just because the fucking cops can't? Uh, in 2018, she was... Need, there needs to be kind of bee gel you could put on. In 2018, she was living in a tent and said her health had worsened, so she needed help, and she needed, she had cancer. Maybe she was part so of leave this woman alone. Uh, yeah, I mean, just leave her alone, man. Obviously, leave her alone because... She can control bees with her cancer-ridden mind. Absolutely. Wood said in a statement, that's the gal that released the bees. She says, the eviction process has clearly been weaponized by the courts to thwart my appeal, which has every chance of success due to 
due to case law precedent. All she thinks about she is her, not guilty. her precious bees. Yeah, exactly. Because in the end, she's just like, I just, bees do what they do. I feel like. I just release the bees. The, the bees are ACAB. Absolutely. The bees attack the police. Well, she didn't do anything. She simply allowed the bees to live their best life. That's what it's all about. It's about giving people an opportunity to succeed. And yeah. that's what she did with these bees. It's I like don't a know. bee college. I think if, you know, now that I think about it, if I could control one bug, it would have to be mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. Because if you could actually weaponize mosquitoes and send it, because. That would be incredible. I mean, I used to think, oh, maybe rats would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Mr. Skeeters. Mr. Skeeters, the That's mosquito you. controlling yeah. And it's kind of fun because you're very big, but then if you controlled very small things. Nano, nano mechanisms. Oh. Okay. That's science. Yes. Let's get into one more creepy tale. Now, this is about the mysterious death of Henry McCabe. Ooh. Now, Henry McCabe. Nice guy. I don't know, actually. We don't know. He's age. He's th he was thirty-two. He worked as an auditor, so maybe he wasn't great. No, he's always yelling at people for um, stuff. And he lived in Mississauda. Mississauda. This must be Minnesota. It's Minnesota or Mississauda? Is Mississauda, Mississippi, Minnesota? I don't know. That's ridiculous. I don't know. I just you can't don't combine those two things. No, 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 you really can't. Because it's really nice. It's really What's fun. that going to create? It's Minnesota. Okay. Right. So he went missing on September seventh, twenty fifteen. Now, as it goes, he was hanging out with his bro, him and his friend. It was Labor Day weekend, and oh, him and his fun bro, weekend. absolutely William Kennedy. They they were drinking at the club. Ted Kennedy. Okay. Right? Yep. Oh yes, you remember. You remember now. According to William Kennedy. Now, this is weird because he said that he had taken his keys and his phone because Henry McCabe was doing a little bit of the, uh, how do you say it, weekend warrior. He's away from his wife and his kids. Got you. And so he's getting like evilly hammered away from everybody. So he's taking the keys so he doesn't drive home. That's what he did. Perfect. But still, he was like, he couldn't handle his buddy anymore. So we let him off at a gas station. <laughs> like, we've all been there. You got to right? figure it out for yourself. Then. Yeah, you'll be like, now, Henry, this is your night. Yes. Right? And so Henry, um, it was around 2 a.m. He got dropped off at this gas station, which was the last time anybody would ever see Henry ever again hmm. until they saw his body. <gasps> right? Now, the policemen, they, they did find Henry McCabe's body in a lake. Right? It was called Rush Lake. Huh. Like the band. Sure. Um, and it took the officials a problem. It took two months to find him. Well, right? that's a quite a long time. Must have been he cold. Disappeared. Yes. Yes. He disappeared. It was cold. Right. Now, when they found him, there was no marks, no cuts, no wounds, no gunshots. There was nothing. I mean, um, he's dead. It was really weird. He's dead. But it's always like, oh, there's nothing wrong. It's like he's dead. But he somehow drowned in a lake that apparently was very difficult to get access to. It was actually surrounded by a chain link fence. Buddy, how many times have you been drunk and looked back and you're like, how the hell did I get here? I will say that that has happened, but normally there's like the cuts to show that I've done it. You know what I mean? Where you've Sometimes been like, I, feel I somehow like got into this. You know how many times I remember this one time we were having fun. It was, was one weekend in Tallahassee and uh, we had this Santa suit for Murderfest and me, Eddie and Palin, the other guy who lived with us, we decided to each be Santa for a different Halloween party at each night. Right. But the night before, Palin, he was drinking a bunch of Robitussin, Woo. and he had the Santa suit on, and he thought it would be funny to just roll down a hill. Why wouldn't right? you? Like, because he was like, "Oh yeah," and then he did the thing where he rolled. And we're like, "What are you doing, bro?" And he's like. Look, man, I'm not hurt. And it's, it's like kind of his arm was broken. You know, it's you know? funny. I actually rolled down a hill in college as well, and that's where I got my blood clot. Yeah, it really fucks so. you up. Um, but yes, yeah, so we don't know, right? So they, his, they asked his buddy about this, and he told the police, he's like, all right, I dropped Henry uh, away from me, right? He was being fucking, he was in a, quote, terrible state due to alcohol. <laughs> right? Now, they found Henry's body. It was four miles away from the gas station. Okay. They found it two months later. 
But this is where things get interesting. So he lived in California. So he was okay. with his buddy, right, in, in Minnesota hanging out. Now, his wife was in California. Around 2.23 a.m., she received a call from him. Now, this is like 20 minutes after William had dropped him off. Okay. Now, they apparently had a bit of a harsh conversation. But then somewhere in there, he said, I got shot. I got shot. And she was just like, all right, whatever. I think he said, I had shots tonight. I think that she yes. said I had shots tonight, right? Now, he said there was weird sounds, right, blah, blah, blah. We don't know what happened. They hang up, right? Then she gets another call. Now, this is a clip of the voicemail that she got, okay. right, that she left. She just let it go because they had a drunken argument, and then he called again, and she just let it go to voicemail. Yes, mumbling argument. Now, this is the audio. We've all been there. I, uh, you know, so that's that's your animals there. You got be, your cows. Maybe there's. A, I, I think I heard a chicken. We don't know back. what happened. And according to the reports, any evidence? Farm. We, I mean, there's no farm. It's Minnesota. I don't know. They're full of farms. Who knows? They're full of something. He may have been trying to do something horrible to that cow. Who knows? So Henry McCabe, they're saying that he died of alcoholism. They believe that he didn't even drown. And he went into the lake. He somehow got up in the lake. Was like going swimming, blah, 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 and then died of, of. That's what, according to them, that's according to the police. Well, and now, what people are saying here: How many is animals because, did he have sex with before he died? There, there, there's no evidence of. There is no evidence. Can of we bestiality. play that one more time? I am pretty sure I'm hearing the moans of passion. But he had no marks, cuts. There was no bullets. Let's play this. Oh yeah, there's a horse. Oh yeah, there's a there's a cow, a horse involved, a, maybe a lamb. It's not a child's toy. I'm hearing a lamb. No, you're just hearing you're hearing noises. Yeah, play the solar play. Yeah, let's let's Wait, listen. Let's, let's slow, slow down. this down a little bit then. <laughs> it's slower. That's your horse. That's a long neigh. Here's the lamb. You've never. I don't know if you've ever been to a zoo. <laughs> I'm getting a draft. Now I think there's a draft in there. I think you're just afraid to be vulnerable. You're afraid to be afraid. No, these are the moans of animals. What, humans are animals. Yes, he's doing something to these animals, and then I think he died. I think he died like fisting a cow. No, sand. Oh, oh that's, a, that's the. <laughs> he was in a lake. They found him in a lake. He had no Ugh. marks on his body. They don't know what to do. They said he was surrounded by the chain link fence, dense foliage with no creeks leading to the lake. They have no clue how he got in there. It's a little bit of Lisa Lammy, and it's just weird. It's one of those fun things. But yes, it could just be the power of alcohol. Another story involving lambs indeed. Wow. Well, you never know what's going to happen when you get a phone call from your husband at 2.30 in the morning who's partying phone. in Minnesota. No, don't. Pick up the no, phone. No, why? Oh, you think the message was pick up the phone? Yeah, man. No, then we wouldn't have had the recording. I'm a husband. that will be in one of these scenarios at some point no, in my you life. Just you just fall asleep in fountains thinking that they're pools. I'm just saying. You don't go great, to a field and do God knows what he was doing to a series of chickens in a coop. Pick up Something husband. happened. Well, that's because it's revenge because she didn't love him enough. No, she was fine. She's on her. She was in California being like, why are you so drunk, Henry? What the fuck is wrong with you? You're saying that he went there and found himself a bunch of Monica Lospinskis? I think that he found himself a series of different things that he... And then he pretended like there were people. Or maybe he saw, maybe it was like the leprechaun where the man looks at the fan, thinks it's a beautiful woman. Maybe he looks like a cow being like, I think 
that you're minimizing because you're afraid. No, I just think that he. I think that you're afraid. We heard the, that we heard there's it. a part of you that can't be afraid because you need to be the big strong man, don't you? You need to be the pillar, don't you? Everybody's looking, be no, never be afraid of Kissel unless he's the one doing the scaring. That's what he says. He said it every flight we took throughout all of Europe. I'll tell you what to be afraid of. Which is honestly very <laughs> scary in Europe. It's different. All right, it's time for Hero of the Week. Oakland, California, it's known for fun, but also a little violence. Employees that were dressed as Power Rangers at a restaurant in oh, East yeah. Bay, they sprang into action and became real-life superheroes, saving a woman who was being attacked. They're so lucky they didn't get shot in their Power Rangers outfits. Very lucky, because they're not real Power Rangers. No. Indeed, they are waiters. But this is awesome. They said, quote, it was 8 p.m. on Friday, and it could be described as morphin' time. That's according to Ploy Puropkin. Uh, Puropkin. Uh, he says when something surprising breaks out, you're not sure it's real. But they're just sitting there eating God knows what. And all of a sudden, all the servers slash Power Rangers were moving towards the scene to help another victim. That's there really was, fun. Yes. And um, the patrons started getting involved in a way that was supporting and making sure everyone was safe. So there you go, Power Rangers. Um, I don't know who you are. But, no, because uh, that is good. You need to hide your... I Don't they have to hide their actual identities? Because it's like Zorg get them? Zordon. Zordon. So, yes. I remember, though. I remember it was a Z. Oh, I love Power Rangers. So, Mr. Uh, Pure Popkin, uh, he uh, he has all the evidence here. He's, he's, he's filming it. And isn't that exciting? You so. know what's sad is that I wasn't ever into uh, Power Rangers as a kid because I always viewed them as a... I was like, that's a cash grab. Because mm -hmm. I was like, Teenage Ninja Turtles, that's the genuine article, which obviously also was just a cash grab. No, TMNT was certainly not a cash grab. It was a very emotionally driven uh, film. And, of course, the toys were fantastic. I didn't see that. I didn't see Power Rangers as a cash grab. I thought that they were pretty cool. They were Mighty Morphin. I liked the creatures. I literally sat. I remember because it was it was. They were switching. also a little bit too. I was just out of it. Me too. I was like ten, nine, eight, nine, And I was just like. This is just to sell toys. Meanwhile, I'm surrounded by turtles. <laughs> I think I think I got pretty well figured out. Uh, all right, Indeed. I got some. I got another so, creepy story for you. Heroes of the week. Thank you. Did a good work. Save me next time. My story takes place in the late 1970s in the town of East Grinstead. Oh, love that. Right? Town. Which is coincidentally the UK home of Scientology. Fantastic. I was around 10 years old at the time. We moved house a lot when I was a child. Every three years or so. But this is the house I always return to in my dreams. Anyway, on this particular occasion, I was lying in bed, trying to get some sleep, but feeling strangely uneasy. Hmm. I'm not sure why I opened my eyes, but I immediately wished I hadn't. Looking to my left... Well, just shut him. I mean, it's too late. Okay. Looking to my left, just by the edge of my bed, was something looking back at me. I wanted to stay... I wanted to say there was a face looking at me, but it wasn't a proper face. Its configuration was strange, wrong. Now, I've been interested in the occult and the paranormal all my life. Hmm. I've looked into ufology and demonology alike, but I've never been able to track down anything quite like the thing I saw that night. Inches, inches away from my face. Oh, just inches. Was a bald, blue, domed head. <laughs> oh, lucky guy. His skin was like wrinkly leather. Mm. Staring into mine were four watery piggy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Two above each other. I love this. That guy Henry was trying to have sex with them. <laughs> there was no visible nose or ears. I stared at it in horror, 
It stared back at me, its eyes glistening in the twilight then, perhaps sensing my fear. It smiled at me. Fantastic. Now, it just smiled at me. It just smiled at me. What a horrible smile it was. Oh. weird blue head just seemed to split in half from where one ear should have been all the way around to where the other ear wasn't, revealing far too many teeth, heart pounding in my chest. Oh, my. I scrunched my eyes and uptight trying to deny myself to what I'd just seen. (laughs) These horrible (laughs) eyes, these awful teeth, and then I stared open at them, and I dared open them again. There was nothing else in the room with me. Oh, my God. Now, despite my fear, I didn't cry out nor run for my parents. In fact, I was strangely calm. Oh, nice. I must have imagined it, I told myself. And I proceeded to try and imagine something else. Feeling vulnerable, I imagined things that felt strong. Jennifer Tilly. Things I felt Mm. could protect me somehow. A lion. A phoenix. Oh. A dragon. Um, But try as I might, I couldn't imagine anything as real as that particular peculiar entity as I had seen. Now, with my eyes closed, I could conjure up crude, cartoony images in my mind's eye, but I was incapable of imagining anything three-dimensional, solid, or real-looking. I don't remember anything else about the encounter. And yes, I've never crossed a creature of that description elsewhere, and the nearest thing was a dwarf-like blue creature that accompanied a group of greys in a movie version of the of Communion, which is true. <laughs> I do remember that no, little I guy. The and they just threw it. Honestly, I just think they had extra suits from another film. I think it's cute. And they put it, it is cute. Yeah, you gotta right? spend money, I guess. And when I first got on the internet in the 90s, I wrote to Whitley Strieber about it, oh. hoping he might be able to shed some light on the subject, but all I got in response was a non-committal people write to me about all these kinds of things they've seen type reply. Whitley had a lot going on. I'm actually surprised he responded at all. That's really nice. I mean, it's a forum letter, but it is interesting because he said it haunted him the rest of his life. Well, that this, this This story really fucked with this person, like, for a very long time, and they could not handle it, and they kept trying to draw the face and tell people about this face for a long enough, which I do think is interesting. Well, maybe the problem there. Some things you should just keep to yourself, but it depends on what kind of social life you want to have. I mean, I also feel it's nice to, like... Test a f- new friendship. No, I agree Test with a you. New friendship. They have to know who you are immediately. Yes, I'm saying business meeting. Oh yeah, keep it down. Unless it's a pitch, and then again, because then you're a creative. That's true. All right, mm. guys. First of all, before I even get in my triple L's, sure, I know you had to do. You got to remember, we got fucking release the butthole cut. Yes, they've got Austin at Elmos, eleven seventeen, and Dallas. I forget the name of the venue in Dallas. The Dallas venue for the release, the butthole cut. It is going to be the Southside Music Hall. And then December 6th, it's Washington, D.C. At Miracle Theater. And it's a miracle uh, that Holden is still alive. (laughs) Uh, Wednesday, December 7th, the Philadelphia Punchline. Philadelphia Wrapping up for this year. They're going to be in Brooklyn, New York, December 8th at the Bell House, which is awesome. One of the best venues in New York. We love it. It's quaint. It's nice. It's intimate. I love the Bell House. uh, The Minneapolis, Minnesota Cedar Culture Center. Because when you think Minneapolis, you think culture. Every day. That's December 14th. And Milwaukee. They're going to be in the back room at the mm-hmm. Collectivo, where I actually filmed or had the uh, the film for Hail Yourself America. Oh, and it shit. was really sweet. It's a great venue. And then uh, lastly, Thala Hall in uh, yeah, Chicago. Talia. Yeah, Talia Hall. Talia. It's going to be awesome. Right. So check out lastpodcastnetwork.com for those tickets. And uh, live every day yep. knowing that you're on Zillow looking for a house in Halloween Town. Right, and you know, because the thing, you go and you visit there, man, but you want to visit oh, there dude. and you love when you visit there, but you're like, but am I really experiencing Halloween Town unless I live there? I randomly just put South Carolina into Zillow. You can buy it for $55. You, all you have to do is deal with guys named Tippett. 
But the thing is, you can be away from everybody. I know, but you're with Tippett. I know. Yes, because you're, yeah, you're looking at Zillow, you're like, oh, castle full of bones. I'm going to be like, oh, well, how many bedrooms? <laughs> well, I'm going to be like, you're getting there, you're trying to figure out, like, oh, well, I have to go to Bog Lake now. It's like, is that where my grocery store is going to be? You find your new <laughs> up and coming because now they're calling it Bola. Oh, Bog Lake. It used to be, but now they, they're re retrofitting. It's called Bola. They got awesome. a fucking Cold Stone. Which is incredible, but then you go there and they just turn you into ice because it's Halloween Town. It's got to be all ironic okay. and punish you and stuff like right. that. And then you're going to laugh your way to the bank, knowing for the fact that you're getting in the bottom of the housing market in Halloween Town because right now they're experiencing a dearth, right? Really? Because a lot of people are really scared of the violence. Okay. And it's like people really, I mean, also the schools are bad. But also, again, it's that. all about, like, fuck the kids. Right, yeah. you're there because the kids get murdered when they go there. Well, perhaps we should right. fund our schools a little I, bit more. Yeah, outside of Halloween Town, go to Easter Town where everybody's covered in the blood of Christ. <laughs> I don't know what they do there. But it's been a very spooky episode, hasn't it? It Kissel? has been scary. Ouch. <laughs> I've just been projectiled. I was thrown, a projectile was thrown at me was by Henry. Is it a poltergeist? Henry. It's a poltergeist. It's an orb. It's the cap of your water bottle. I saw an orb. I forgot about that. I got to talk about that, too. Wait, what? I saw it at the cemetery. I took a picture of an orb in the cemetery. Oh, yes. But it seems as if people were skeptical. Because everybody fucking sucks. Yeah. It's because they don't it, want it to be cool. Well, I said They don't I, want their lives to be fun. So they're like, I was there. I said. I didn't have a flash on the fucking phone. No, I not. fucking took a picture. And fucking Marcus was standing next to me. And they said they looked at it, too. And they were like, because, again, they are closed-minded. I agree. I said that I'm happy that you feel like you saw an orb. I know that I did see what I saw. I know what I saw. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. Hail Congratulations, everyone. I, I didn't see it with my eyes. I saw it I after know. I took the picture. Have a wonderful, truly, from the bottom of our hearts. Have a wonderful Halloween. Enjoy it. Watch some scary movies. Yeah. Get together with some friends. Eat some food. Dress up and have just a good time. Let's go scare your fucking neighbors tonight. Please, this is the this is the time you can do it. Yay! I want to fucking go. I'm <laughs> feeling so scary. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo, and in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host Scott Aukerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. I was shocked, you know. They were always such a good team. So successful. But to do something like that? To exceed their budget? While being over budget might not be a crime, it can disrupt workflows. With Monday.com, you and the team can be sure that you're all in sync. All the data, latest updates, files, and budgets are visible to everyone, so you won't miss a thing. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com.